0: So, friends, you know, I figured with Coach K and Coach Roy leaving, it was the end of the ACC, but who knew it was the TV deals that would be the ACC's undoing? We've got Mr. Jizzy Drake in the building to give us a little insight and in why Florida State might be the first school to head elsewhere. Where could they be ending up? Ugh, we just have to wait and see. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, with Jersey Drake from Locked On Seminoles in the building for Freestyle Friday. We always get busy here towards the end of the week. We always have a good time, and today is no different. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has recovered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Jizzy Drake in the building, thank you so much for joining. It's bittersweet. Like, I feel like the countdown is on for me to, like, potentially not have a job, but, like, I, just, I, I don't know. But I will say, if Coach K was here, as much as I don't like the man, he would not be having this. Roy would not be having this, and yet here we are about to do away with A C ACC, Jesse Drake.
1: Hey, my man probably knew this was going to happen already. That's why he left so damn early out of the blue. Same <laughs> talking with, with Roy. But, uh, what? we're being that completely was
0: honest. I mean,
1: what was that reason? No, definitely, <laughs> definitely, they definitely knew from the get go. And I mean, listen, it's a good thing I got my LASIK done because I, I was like, I thought my eyes were deceiving me when I saw all this stuff going down. But I think yeah. now it's just a matter of, uh, it, uh, when and not if, when actually these teams actually leave the ACC.
0: So, do you think it's the end, the end all be all, like legit? Before we even really get into the nuts and bolts, let me just hit hit you hard with a straight up question: Is this really the end of the ACC, the beginning of the end for the ACC?
1: So, I think the ACC will survive. I just think the ACC, as we know it currently, is gonna is definitely gonna be going by the wayside. Um, as we just, I mean, we've discussed on here at nauseum that ACC primarily, as much as Jim Phillips uh, wanted it to be a football conference, basketball reigns supreme. Your headquarters yeah. in Charlotte Duke and UNC have carried the banner for this conference for a very damn long time. And also like you've been bringing in revenue strongly with your basketball actually through the NCAA tournament. However, when you have these new teams like FSU joined it after being independent back in the nineties, you also have Clemson with their recent football dominance. Same thing with the uh, Miami, even though they haven't won no major bowls or no major things of any since 2007, they actually yeah. were in here as well. So to me, as we all know, we discussed earlier, football does reign supreme, unfortunately, at the detriment of other programs, actually, in these institutions. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the beginning of the end of these um, Olympic sports, um, a scholarship, you know, for these athletes, which in a perfect world, I would hate that for that to happen because I worked with a lot of those kids over at Hopkins. But football is the cash cow, and that's this. that's probably where it's going to be going.
0: It's so sad because like we literally were talking about title nine and celebrating the idea of equality from women in sports. And then boom, yeah, you might not even have that when it's all said and done in the next five to seven years, but you know, when you talk about the ACC and just what could or could not be it's crazy to imagine that you know a conference that has built so much promise and so many champions and so many leaders into like the real world myself included i just can't fathom the idea of the ACC not existing but more than that i feel like so many hiccups for jim phillips like my guy we are i can't wait for ACC kickoff i would be you couldn't pay me enough money to be in that room just to hear what he is going to say in his opening speech and how he is going to proceed. Like I'm hoping there's a little bit of breaking news, but I'm also hoping he has some rhyme or reason to all of this foolishness.
1: Yeah. I hate to be Jim Phillips right now. <laughs> um, I mean, we said, I mean, I said to you in a text, you know, he's got that big boy salary. He's got to deal with his big boy problems. And yeah, these are not problems you want to deal with primarily when you're, somewhat in the infancy of a tv deal that we can discuss later like me uh, on the person belief when we extended it back i think in 2019 till 2036 that was a monstrously terrible move especially for the amount of revenue that you're gonna see with the big 10 the sec potentially giving each program almost a hundred million dollars per year um it's just with jim phillips he's gonna have to figure out a way to basically appease clemson fsu and miami and Unless he does some sort of revenue sharing where we don't actually provide as much money towards the other other schools and institutions across the board, I don't see at all a, a future where FSU, those three schools listed. And also maybe even UNC, because y'all are a very valuable basketball product and also with your other sports. And if you want to keep your Olympic sports, you might go over to the Big Ten. To me, it's just gonna be I, I feel bad for the man. That sucks. And he's yeah. been here for what a year. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Right now, listen, John Swofford is the reason why we have this TV deal. So let's, we can't even put it on Jim Phillips. For those of you who are not abreast to what and how it went down, he did not sign his name on that dial line for this deal. But, you know, when you think about the reality of where we're at, it just seems like somebody's not the answer for the situation. And unfortunately it's my guy here now in regards to revenue sharing. It's so funny. You mentioned the 80 to hundred million. I've been hearing all these rumors the more people but you know help me with math here cuz that's not my strong suit right talking is better i'm a, I'm me. a
1: lawyer man it's neither
0: of mine <laughs> <laughs> now nah, i'm not great at math but the more people that join your conference don't you have to split that share or i'm i'm tripping
1: you do got to split this share but then you're going to have access to such larger media markets that you're basically going to be having get even more money so that's even the splits not even going to actually take that much away from you like i Good think point. I think what is it? I think over a cover three podcast, they discussed actually a little bit too, as well. Where, like, I think it's the Big Ten, because like 10 cents per like cable box that actually has their network on there. And now that you got mm-hmm. USC, USC and UCLA, all those cable subscribers, that's a lot of damn money. That's why I think the USC and UCLA being added is so much bigger than Texas and OU, because basically, USA, UCLA, that's an untapped market for a law school, it's the Los Angeles, California area. Texas OU, I mean, do you know any national Texas fans? Do you know any national Oklahoma fans? I mean, USC, I can kind of do it because yeah. Reggie Bush, Matt yeah. Liner, the homie Lendell White, like the, Pete Carroll, like those were like names that I knew growing up. And calls football and football in general was not a thing at my damn house.
0: hmm Well, I think if you think about I don't see too many people throwing up hook 'em and all that good stuff, but you're talking about markets. I know we're gonna touch here and talk about Florida State, but Think about Boston College; they should be the first ones on your roster talking about Boston market and sports and all that kind of stuff. Syracuse in New York and all that market you could grab. So while we're sitting here hyping up certain schools, we probably should be thinking about others. I don't know. I'm just saying. Just See, out
1: here. My one thing about the Northeast schools in particular: mm-hmm. how much do they actually care about college football? I know you have all these. people. You have those. Like, how much do you, does? I know AJ Black does a great job at Boston College. How much people actually care about Boston College football? How many people actually care about Syracuse football?
0: See, I think Jeff Halfley is trying to make it better because they have a niche market for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Now,
0: do I think that Syracuse and you know Babers have? To your point, yes, you know Babers is not helping the Syracuse situation.
1: But it's a niche market, so basically the ceiling is always going to be a little more cap for that, right? But the
0: athlete might not be there forever either. I don't think that either. It's not going to be there forever, and I'm wondering. We talked about this with AJ Black of all these prominent up and coming coaches who are thinking about ways to make their exit. I mean, shit. If you're going to make your exit right to the Big Ten, are you really going anywhere different? If you're going to end up in the same conference, like there's just there's a lot of moving pieces here. A lot of play chess not checkers moments for a lot of these people.
1: I mean that's true too. And then I know AJ mentioned how Penn State and like they have a lot of Penn State Michigan fans. So you already have all these fans in that media market. So are you actually getting anybody new or are you just having the same people just now is it easier to watch something? Whereas well, you're if you're adding before.
0: the Boston, they're adding the Boston element, you know? Yeah.
1: Ah, but but see when you go down to Miami, you don't have any the big 10 foothold in the floor in the Florida area, whether it be Tallahassee as well, or also like Georgia Tech. The AC kind of has like the foothold right now with SC2 or somewhere with UGA in that Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia area. The mm-hmm. Big Ten wants to have that. And the SEC, with the main reason why I think they're gunning Ho for, for Florida State and for Miami, is they don't have any foothold at all in that South part of the, state, uh, of the country right now.
0: Yeah. I think my biggest issue, though, like ultimately, when you think about college sports, you think about regions and you think about people being diehards. And of course, we joke here in the North Carolinas about, You know, you're a North Carolina fan who shops at Walmart, like you didn't really go here, like you got to do the allegiance thing. But for me, it's like there's a special and unique part of growing up in that city or finding identifying some reason why you love said school. And when we're doing all these conference alignments and adjustments, it just takes away from what we truly love and enjoy about college sports.
1: I mean, the beauty about college football, and it's like I equate it all the time to soccer or European football or, you know, football across the country, across the world. Whereas basically it's a cult of personality. It's almost I know I'm the Lockdown Seminoles host. So it's like it's a tribal kind of mentality. You get the, you know, this is my team. These are my colors. These colors don't run. I want to go up against the Florida's. I want to go up against the Miami's. You still can have those games. You yeah. still can you still can schedule those out. And quite frankly, but it's
0: not the same.
1: How is it? But how is it entirely different? Because I, already... I want to be
0: the ACC champion. Like I've been waiting since 2015 for UNC football to be ACC champion. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting since that ref said we were not. We that we were offsides to be an ACC champion. Do you not understand? Okay, sorry.
1: No, 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 no. It's all good. But like, <laughs> but I mean, I I get that. But then. The ACC champion, I mean, that was back when you played against Clemson. What, that was five, six years ago? That was back with Marquise Williams? Mm -hmm. Shout out to the homie. Love that dude. But if you win the Big Ten championship, if you you leave your conference, go to the Big Ten, or if you go to the ACC, now that will be a lot more difficult, obviously, but wouldn't you have the same satisfaction doing that? No. No? Why not?
0: because i am just a get off my lawn girl at the moment and i'm not ready okay so that's just i'm just gonna be honest hey, we, yeah, that's, we, fair. that's fair we can have we can have a transparent this is my show we i'm just not ready to let go of what i know i already cried about Roy williams i was fine about coach k but all of this change is too much for you girl okay i'm just gonna <laughs> keep it a band it's all happening entirely too fast and what I've come to learn and love is just is getting taken away. So there's that. But if you are looking to get in on the action to see which teams, maybe you want to bet on who is going to stay in the ACC. Maybe you're going to bet on who is going to be in the Pac-12. If there is one or in the Big Ten or SEC, you should have a bet online, your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. Betonline.net remains the number one. Sport. Mm, there it is. The number one spot for all of the sports world podcasts and news, including NHL championships. When we talk about NHL draft is coming up and major league baseball. You also have MMA, boxing, golf, and of course our favorite college football. BetOnline.net. You better go to that website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're rocking and rolling here with AJ. God, that's awful. Okay. So sorry. I Maybe mean, it was the curls. Both of you guys have curly hair. We're rocking and rolling here with Jersey Drake of Locked On Seminoles, and you also talked about AJ Boston College earlier. Freudian slip, my bad, my guy. But speaking of Florida State, the rumors are that they're going to be the first to pull the trigger and leave the ACC. Now we talked about this a little bit on Monday when Kenton predicted them to be the first one, and I said Florida State. I mean, Mike Norvell doesn't give me doesn't make my you know heartbeat a bit. I don't really feel like Florida State is what they used to be, but when I tell you them Seminoles be coming in droves, honey, them Seminoles be coming in droves. Why is it rumored for Florida State to be leaving in Jersey Drake, and how true do you feel like it is? Well, Kansas,
1: okay, so that's because the whole logo still holds weight, even if we've been in the Come worst. Come on, logo holds weight. Had. You
0: better say that. Yes. Yeah,
1: I mean, listen, for Forbes, we are the most valuable football program in our entire conference. We're top 15 in the nation when it comes to college football, and Clemson, is 10 spots below as a 25. So in the mm-hmm. Clemson, that's won two national championships in the past decade. Now, that, with that being said as well, you mentioned Mike Norvell. We know right now where we stand with him. And quite frankly, I think the moment that move is announced that we're leaving, he might be having his bags packed So not over at Arizona State, wherever the Pac-12 may be at this point,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because FSU is bigger than Mike Norvell. And this is a program, mm-hmm. this is a brand, we're the biggest brand in the state of Florida. Right now it's the University of Florida I mean, that Timbo—they had the Tim Tebow years. That's really cute. Miami—they were <laughs> damn good from you know in the eighties and nineties. The yeah, they haven't won anything in consequence since they joined our conference. They haven't done anything in twenty-one years now with Mario Cristobal. They definitely have a really bright future, and that's why I believe personally that Florida State and Miami will be a package deal wherever they go, whether it be the SEC or the Big Ten. With the credibility of this, now I haven't seen the contract. I know Andy Staples <laughs> posted, I think, a copy of the Granted Rights Agreement, and which is. A little difficult, but I'm a transactional attorney. I wouldn't have a job if I wasn't able to litigate contracts all in each and every single day or be able to reach agreements you know, with other parties. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think it's legitimate. Shout out to the uh, the folks at No Game Day for Sports Illustrated. Dustin Lewis' article actually discussed a little bit more. I think that we, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear an announcement from FSU, probably alongside Clemson, alongside Miami, before the end of the year. I probably wouldn't be surprised. If it's, it might be, honestly... By the end, up, probably before the season that even starts, you'll hear something legitimate. So,
0: you know, I find it very interesting, and I think that I, I will be intrigued to see how the coaches at ACC kickoff respond to these questions and inquiries. Whether it's a straight up like I plead the fifth, or I exercise my Fifth Amendment, or all the, like a straight up oh, I don't think that they they rehearsed. Know. No, I'm saying like either it's something they're going to rehearse where they like can't give you any update. Or it's a real big, strong push for the ACC. Like, I think whether it's a memo from Jim Phillips to say, hey, you know, make sure you guys remind how much you have bought into this conference and your school loves this conference. And now we know people lie, sure as a day is long. And Mm -hmm. everyone, (laughs) you know, everyone can promise you anything with these respective schools. And, you know, we can say we have a honest commitment here to stay Jimbo Fishers here for Florida state for the long haul. Like we understand that that happens. So I'm curious to see how they play it, you know, going into media days.
1: Yeah. I, it's going to be really interesting primarily because I don't think any of these coaches at all. know. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think these coach, dude, I don't think administrations would basically kind of tell them like, I think I I'm pretty sure Lincoln Riley had no idea that USC was going to go to the big 10 before he took that job. I mean, and it, we wouldn't be surprised, actually. It's going to be really interesting to see, like, see how like, basically it's navigating moving forward because Texas and Oklahoma kind of was out of the blue. USC, UCLA was kind of out of the blue, but it kind of really wasn't. We kind of had an idea that something was going to happen. but We didn't know when and which programs were going to do that. And now I just think when you look at the amount of money that is the other uh, conferences are accruing, and then you look at the revenue sharing that they're doing, and then you look at the AC in comparison, AC was Lower than the Pac 12 last year, I'm pretty sure, in revenue share and, and uh, actual bringing in money for uh, their television programs. So, to me, you have to at least start conversations. And I wouldn't be surprised if these conversations started probably sometime last year, even before Texas OU did that, because Kevin Warren has been moving in silence since the beginning of everything that I had. Man, got crapped on for canceling a season. My man was doing big boy plays at USC, USA, and UCLA, and I wanted. Be, and I'm not surprised that the ADs actually at Clemson, Miami, and Florida State are doing the same thing.
0: 100 playing chess, not checkers. I think also what was interesting for me is just how everything has transpired so quickly and gone so downhill for the ACC so so fast. Like before, it was we're trying to revamp the conference where everyone's bought in. We're trying to you know make sure that we make. Probably Notre Dame be a part of our things. And now it's just like everything's off the table. And for me, I'm just sitting here like, damn, either a lot of people are blindsided or they had an inkling and they decided to move accordingly. And again, I know we're joking about Coach K and Coach Roy, but I'm wondering if they even had like, hey, a change is coming. Shifts are happening. Like Mark Emmert deciding he was done. Knowing that the NCAA is losing money, like literally losing money. They had to let the NIL deal stuff go because they can no longer, you know, afford the litigation to try and block it for however for those 25 years that they have. So I feel like everything is just slowly starting to crumble on what we're used to seeing.
1: I mean, the NCAA won't, I've always believed that the NCAA <laughs> wouldn't be a thing till past 2030. And yeah. one of the big reasons why was basically how long they pushed the can down the road when it came to um, NIL. And then NIL, the Olson uh, decision, came down. And for those of you that don't know, actually right now, there is a current court case, uh, Johnson versus the, in the NCAA, which is actually using the Kavanaugh concurrence, which a uh, concurring opinion where you reach the same result, but it's through different reasoning. And that case right now is the, the NCAA is arguing against looking at athletes as employees or independent contractors or, or of the like. The SEC and the AAU, which is the academic, oh, the academic uh, um, branding, Are actually with the NCAA in that. That's supposed to be heard in a third circuit. Actually, I think very soon. If the NCAA loses that case, the entire reason for the NCAA's existence, in my personal opinion, was to maintain this facade of amateurism and maintain this Mm -hmm. basically keeping these kids from you know actually reaping the benefits of what they're what they have. And if they lose that case, why the hell do these colleges need them? And then and that's where it goes to me. We're like, hey, listen, football makes us the most money. Football is the greatest revenue generating sport. Why don't we take football and put it under a different umbrella with the CFP? And then every other all of the other Olympic sports in my happy world will still be, you know, compensated through the NCAA, but football is going to be detached actually from the NCAA, I think, in the near future.
0: But see, my biggest thing is like from a straight up nerd, straight up auntie, off my off my lawn type energy. What is the point of going to school? What? How are you going to ensure that people are getting an education? How are you going to That's ensure true. that these young men are prepped and ready for real world experiences? Because, like, as much as we want to rush to adulthood, like, I, oh, I, I think, those those, those. I, think <laughs> I think bills are overrated. I think taxes are very ghetto. So, oh, yeah. like, I'm just over here, like, I understand a lot of y'all think that you know this grass is greener on the other side, to where you get to have a and you get to have all these bills. It's not that sweet.
1: It's not that sweet, and only the (laughs) big-time players are going to be getting their huge, huge benefits that we have. That's the other thing, too. And But I'm a big proponent of you. if you're good at something, you should never do it for free. I'm also a big proponent of a sport as violent as this as much as we love it. It's literally the equivalent of a car crash when you're playing out there. And then that's why we see the average span of of, a player's career in the NFL is like Mm 2.8 years before pension and before you can get all those benefits. So I want these kids to be compensated, but it isn't lost to me like what you're saying where academics still have to play a role. But then also you see that some of these kids don't take the academics seriously. So it's basically it's gotta be a little bit of both. And like we need that's more important. I think we need to look next after we do all this. How are we actually helping these young student athletes, these young adults go from kids to actually being ready for the real world? Because you're right, bills suck. Adulthood is terrible, and I always get too much taken off of my taxes. No one likes taxes.
0: And let's keep it a band. All of y'all are not gonna make it. Can we have an honest conversation about it?
1: Less than one like percent.
0: <laughs> all of y'all are not finna be balling out pros. You're going to need to fall back and know how to write a resume, send you know, a letter, make sure that you know how to do X's and O's. keep your books. In terms of your finances together and like to me even if we shift the way the ncaa is imagined in terms of like holding people accountable for academics and if not ne- if not saying like oh you have impermissible benefits or whatever that crap is more so of like let me ensure that you're taking at least some set of classes to prepare yourself again for the real world because it's gonna bite you like as much as we're money chasing money chasing money chasing How sustainable is this and who is the money really going to? But before we answer that question, as the sun comes comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the want to interview faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to. Did you know that every week, 40 million nearly job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I will say people sleep on LinkedIn, but some of y'all jokers are gonna need LinkedIn when y'all realize that this money is not that green and these NIL deals are not that sweet and that some of these coaches do not care because you are cattle to me. In some regards, a lot of y'all don't see that when you're no, of no use to people, they push you to the side. And then all these promises, all this time about my house, now y'all sitting on stupid and wondering where to go next and almost having to start over. So why not help yourselves during the process, get yourself aligned with some sort of academic prowess so you do not fall behind in this thing called life. That's all I'm saying.
1: No, and I completely agree with that. And it also goes on to the institutions where basically you need to look to see which schools actually take care of their own actually when, actually yeah, right. when they leave. And unfortunately, exactly. in a lot of instances, you're only worth as much of those schools as much as you give them. Because as much as you know we love talking about college football, no college football fan cares about what their player does actually in the NFL. Now it looks great for graphics, it looks great for a conference. Where we're like, oh, look at Derwin James. Look at Jalen mm-hmm. Rams, look at Trevor Lawrence all getting all mm-hmm. paid out but we don't stunt for the other 84 kids that we have actually out there. And it's more important that we give the kids the facilities to basically be able to take care of themselves post-playing because it ends for a lot of people. It might not end for Tom Brady. I don't know. That, that guy might actually be there till 60. But for a majority of y'all, it's going to end, and you need something to fall back on. And that's where yeah. like you see some NILs. I know Mike and you know, the one with uh, James Coleman, the former FC fullback, actually provide the opportunity for kids to get avenues, mentorship, do that. I met, talk to a lot of my kids, too. Like, I want to make sure that, you know, after your playing days are done, you have something to fall back on, which is equally as important. I'm a good, really good person. I'm a very patient person. There's not a lot of people like me out there that will take the time to sit down with a lot of kids. And that's actually more what we actually need to be looking forward to. Because you're right. You're only as worth this to somebody as much as you give them. And once the Patriots stop coming... They ain't come back to help you out, and it's unfortunate. I mean, hell,
0: you look at the NFL who struggles with their athletes in terms of their health care and what they do for them when they're retired and all of those yeah. pensions that they're looking for, and I'm like, if you really did your homework, if you stop and really thought about what you need to do, like, yes, there are some people that are going to create generational wealth for their families. As you said, 1%. Right there, And if you play it right, anybody who can make it to the league but so far get to that second contract, you absolutely can set yourself up for success if you play it right and you have your finances in order. But for the rest of y'all, I'm trying to tell you, you better learn something in them books because it's going to be a long, it's going to be some slow singing and flower bringing for your emotions if you don't get that thing in order. Transitioning over, though. Because let's say you do decide you want to be in the GM circle or you want to be an AD or however you want to do this on the office front. You decide, hey, not only do I want to work with you, ACC, but I'm thinking about creating a loose partnership with, you know, the Pac-12 or the Big 12. I'm sitting here saying to myself, when I read the words loose partnership, I started laughing because that's just so many coded language for situations. It sounds like,
1: a, sounds like a future song. A
0: half ass friendship. Like, <laughs> if it, loose partnership isn't in a rap song, you know, free, free game in 2022, 2023, y'all are missing out. But to me, it's just like a little too late. And I can't stand that ACC is so behind the ball because, again, why couldn't Kevin Warren be our commissioner? God knows. I'm pissed.
1: Because that man's the goat. But, uh, yeah, loose partnership to me, that... <laughs> I apologize for those of you listening with a uh, family and uh, kids in the car. A loose partnership is basically that text message you send over to after your two a.m. where you're like, "Yeah, it's been a long night." You know, it's I'm a hey, big head. Home.
0: It is a and hey, big they, head. You up? Oh it's the you up text
1: you get. And then the Pac-12. Yes. that's the worst to me. The Pac-12 is dead. That's like the ACC is going to be probably go to sort of Olymp- the Olympic sports model. I also, will always have basketball as long as Duke stays in there. The Pac-12 has nothing else that to, not to give. I don't think Oregon and Stanford are staying. Oregon wants to be an AAU school. Oregon, to me, should go over to the Big Ten. That's what they should be doing. And also, Oregon has Nike money. That is a version of FU money that no one listening to this (laughs) or ourselves will ever see in our entire lives. Stanford's endowment is larger than the majority of the schools in the Big Ten and the ACC combined, probably besides Duke because Duke is just... Blush for cash right now.
0: Look, Duke and Carolina have insane endowment programs. So I feel like if, and you know, also we're just talking about academic prowess, right? Stanford's of the world, the Carolinas, the Dukes, the Virginias, right? I'm thinking y'all might want to line and get together and figure something out quick. I don't mind having a coastal conference. I don't mind just taking away the Atlantic part and just having the coastal conference. But to me, Pac-12, you can't be the conference of champions if half of y'all are not there. ACC, you can't be one of the old, most historic conferences if you don't exist either and it's just so crazy because all the schools that we don't talk about right we're not really talking about Georgia Tech we're not talking about Virginia Tech we're not talking about NC State right we haven't really like harped on those and to me I feel like those are like the ones who are most fluid we could go a certain way Virginia Tech we could build up our football powerhouse again who knows or like the NC States of the world we're coming on like we're trying to be that is that more enticing? Are people kind of sitting back and seeing how this season progresses from a football standpoint of who may be worth the trouble in terms of like the Big Ten and SEC?
1: But then you also got to ask like, how are they okay with what their standing is actually as a football program? You got to ask yeah. the fan like, as much as you know, we have people covering Wake Forest. If you ask them, if you ask their administration, like, how much do you actually care about winning football games? And by winning, I mean consistently competing in a top spot. A lot of them might be okay with winning six or seven games every single year, maybe even five. NC yeah. State might be an outlier because they recently have shown like a history under Dave Doran to kind of be competitive each and every single year. But then you see Virginia, academic powerhouse. How much do they care about football? Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. Blacksburg is loud as hell. How much do they actually really care about football? If you're okay with think that, Virginia, that
0: men's basketball, sorry to cut you off, but I think that that men's basketball part is where it might be the ace in the hole. Like that's where to me the Virginia's, the UNC's of the world's could be like, hey, here's my trump card. Sorry, wrong. God, I can't believe I said that nerd. But here's my little like, ooh, gotcha. You know,
1: I mean, listen. I mean, the bat. I mean that, but the problem. Also, though, I'm pretty sure that from NCAA tournament, when you make it and you go a certain distance, doesn't the school actually keep the majority of the money they receive from the tournament and doesn't share it? Yes. So, yes. for football, which is a higher revenue generating sport, you have to share everything you get. But when mm-hmm. it comes to say, NCAA tournament, you keep it all to yourselves. And which are the two schools that always do that? It's Duke and UNC. So yeah. it's kind of like maybe if you took some of that cash, you should be doing That's that. True. But also, yeah. I'm of the belief that you should kill what you, you should eat what you kill. So maybe you should keep that. But also maybe for us, let's keep our damn football. So our football money does not go to Yale's basketball program.
0: I feel like I need to do there's like a a, t- a two minute plea to keep the ACC around because one I need a job, two I need Olympic sports to still happen. Like it just feels like what am I going to do? This yeah. is going from sugar to SHIT so fast. I'm not I wasn't expecting this.
1: And those kids are the ones I feel the worst about. It's Yeah, it's, and you
0: know, and like someone who works in college athletics, you know how this is about to trickle. It is not going to trickle well.
1: I mean, they already don't have full scholarship for like folks. Whenever you hear the, you know, I'm getting a scholarship to a school when it comes to like an Olympic sport, most of the time it's not a full scholarship, I and it's it. typically piecemeal. Like you typically look at what the kids' finances are and say, okay, you can you know, ascertain this amount of cash. You can give more, it's a little more to kids. You can do a little less to kids. Some kids can get a full ride, or they'll get like two tenths of actually a full scholarship. A lot of also a lot of these sports don't have enough to field the entire roster. I think some <laughs> wrestling programs actually in the Big Ten too have maybe three to four scholarships to, scare, to share with 12 kids. So yes. the first yeah. ones to go to actually feel the brunt of this is gonna be those kids because they don't generate enough profit to, you know to justify actually filling them a full team. So it sucks because and I hear it a lot and I really hate to say and I hope it doesn't happen in my world doesn't, but we live in the real world. you're gonna see the first people to actually feel this is gonna be the Olympic student athletes because Urowa Clemson has slashing everything across the board. For football, football is king, and unfortunately, it's going to come to the detriment of a lot of people because people there's a lot of green out there.
0: So what you know what I'm gonna I'm hold that I'm gonna hold that because no, that, be that could be a thirty minute conversation because like what are these kids gonna do? Like there is more to life than football, and I get that we love football, but there are other people involved. There are jobs at stake. Like there's whole conferences that are going to be quote unquote done away with, and like I joke about my like thirty minute podcast, but. You know, the Pac-12 has a whole staff. The ACC has a whole staff. There are going to be people without incomes all because we want TV deals. And how it, how the money ultimately only goes to a certain group it's just very frustrating to me. But I'm going to end on that note because I could go on all day.
1: Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of money coming in. And I would like to see it shared across the board. We'll see. Some schools actually do share it across. Other schools don't. I would just go not going to go too far because we will get in trouble if my full opinions are on here. So um, let's just hope and pray for the best overall. How about that?
0: Fair. No doubt about it. Jersey Drake, always a pleasure to have you on my show, friend. Hopefully nothing breaks to where I need you before next week, but you never know. Some crazier things have happened. Indeed. Can you please remind these folks to where they can find you, follow your work.
1: You can follow me at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my coach at Max Moody17. You can follow Dave, the Boomer podcast at FSU Knowles, which is O is a zero and S is a five. He's he's like a thousand years old. And uh we're a fans first, people second, podcasters third, and uh, whew, you see Florida get two more commits today. But um listen, Florida State's gonna be uh I'm actually be very excited because we're gonna be getting some good news very, very soon.
0: No doubt about it. All right, until next time. For Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, we hope you have a positive and safe weekend. Be safe out here in this very crazy world. I know football, it's great to be talking about this instead of the other things that are going on in our country. But we want to make sure that you guys are of sound mind and get ready for a really solid Monday show. So we will see you next week.